0: This time on The Awesome Cast, in the name of the moon, will podcast about you, Sailor Moon. Yes, this is The Awesome Cast. folks we're the awesome cast your podcast for everything awesome i'm basil i'm kevin
1: i'm douglas
0: and that's us so how are we doing today i'm good i think good good weather's been fun lately it's been classic alabama it rains it pours it's sunny then it rains some more type of weather it was adventure getting kevin
2: yeah, yeah. It, actually it's kind of weather i was messing with my sinuses a little but you know it's a...
0: So, anything exciting going on lately? It's, it's, we actually, I don't know when these are going to go out, but we're actually recording a whole week after our last recording. Yeah. No, so, the real
2: irony is they went up in opposite order that we recorded them, but that would be...
0: <laughs> I really hope not. Anna's already halfway done editing the Gretzico podcast. Yeah. So, Hopefully that would be bad. i
2: already heard that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just we one week later, we're jumping into this podcasting thing hard again. Yeah. It's uh a...
0: Honestly, doing this in the afternoon has done really well for us. So like, far, so far. Like, we're still awake and refreshed and yeah. and willing to talk. It's pretty good. Speaking of, so, uh, how's Minecraft Watch?
1: Minecraft is going good. Minecraft Watch is happening. Uh, <laughs> just recently, all my villagers turned, like, I, they were all huddled together in this one little house for some reason, and lightning struck right next to it and turned them all into witches.
0: So that's how that works.
1: So evidently.
0: Okay, now what does that mean if you have a witch in Minecraft?
1: Uh, witches are bad in Minecraft. They they throw potions at you, like harmful potions that do bad things. It's it's huh. not good. I see. Is
2: there perhaps some way to construct some sort of stake you can set fire to with perhaps them adjacent to it?
1: Uh.
2: I'm asking you if you can burn witches at the stake. It's, oh uh, uh
1: you know that's a creative way to, to go about that problem. <laughs> I will have to give that a try. I just killed them with arrows.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's uh you can kill anybody with an arrow. How do you know they're actually witches? That's uh
1: Well because they got <laughs>
2: Oh well. But that, yeah, that's a good indicator.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. So, Kevin, what have you been doing in Minecraft?
2: Not a thing, watching Doug play Minecraft, because I know Jack about Minecraft, and somehow watching Doug play Minecraft, I I, always get to a point where I almost want to play it, and then it kind of fades by the time I've actually gotten home.
1: <laughs> Just as well. <laughs>
2: Or, you know, I go play a little more of the new No Man's Sky, which is old No Man's Sky that actually works as advertised in the first place. Um, so, you can join that? Decently. I mean, you know, I, it's not like I'm diving deep back into it, but it's like, oh, hey, this is a thing that works. I can kill a few hours doing this, you know.
0: Nice. Pokemon news. As it turns out, Venusaur is a toad.
2: Venusaur is a toad?
0: Yes, apparently it is so. Uh, and during one of the latest Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu videos, they were showing off because Pokemon can hop you know, and walk behind you. Mm-hmm. And they showed a video of Venusaur, and Venusaur was totally hopping around like a toad.
2: I just thought he was some sort of mutant plant dinosaur monstrosity that probably should be destroyed by rational people, but instead they're allowed to flourish because they can shoot the power of the sun out their
0: backs. Um. Well, as it turns out, A, there are Pokemon biologists who are very excited about this news. (laughs) B, let me repeat, there are Pokemon biologists. (laughs) I saw this at a story from usgamer.net. Also, apparently, the Japanese name for Venusaur is actually just Fushigi Bana, which just means strange flower. (laughs) But in Mandarin, it's... Oh, I can't pronounce that word at all. But it refers, but it says, the name translates to Wonderful Frog Flower. (laughs) So I guess it's been Uh, out there all this time.
2: Eh, I always kind of secretly liked Venusaur out of the original starter Pokemon anyways. I mean, I know Charizard kind of the go-to, but I don't know. There was something charming about Venusaur and his deadly solar death ray. Uh.
0: And then uh, on the drive over to pick you up, like, you know, Doug had mentioned an interesting idea
1: what
0: about the 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 three starters on in the original pokemon generation one being a salamander or a newt one being a turtle the other one being a frog
1: was that really an idea or not more just like an observation
0: okay then doug made a really interesting observation on the way to pick up kevin
1: yeah that the three starters were a a frog, a toad, and, like, a salamander.
0: The traditional three
2: things a random Japanese boy would take home to go, can I keep it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Consider that was sort of the, the initial idea was that the guy behind Pokemon was into bug collecting and, and creature collecting yeah. and stuff. And, and it suddenly makes a lot of sense that it would, that you would be taking home a toad versus a dinosaur.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, and... Uh... Yeah, that works. That, that
0: works. All right, Kevin. I think it's time. Let's switch it up. It's time for the Final Fantasy 14 Stormblood Minute. Or is it the Monster Hunter Minute? Because Rathalos is in Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is Behemoth is in Monster Hunter. The world is all topsy-turvy. You can fight Behemoth in one thing, you can find Rathalos in the other. It is it's a strange, a strange crossover world we live in, Kevin. And
2: suddenly, in Final Fantasy fourteen, there's a talking cat. Well, I mean, <laughs> more than there were.
0: <laughs> Ignore Kate She, <laughs> which is also both in seven and fourteen. That is also a talking cat. Of course, it's, that one's a mythical creature of mythos, whereas this is a palico, which clearly is just a, well, it's a species in yeah. in Monster Hunter, but now also apparently in Final Fantasy, where you hook up with one of them, and they're like, hey, let's go fight a Rathalos, and you're like, okay, I like fighting giant monsters.
2: <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a fun thing to do.
0: And then you do, and if you need a heal, you got your mega potions with the, with the weird running animation that you're locked into. If you die in the game, you die for real in the game. It's it's a fun time. So so what, what what's your experience as Monster Hunter in Final Fantasy fourteen? Kevin? I have none.
2: I don't have an active fourteen subscription and I've barely played any Monster Hunter ever.
0: Alright, Kevin. You're useless to me <laughs> I, I, on this particular topic. You're very yeah. useful to me in other ways. <laughs> But uh Doug and I we uh we, we we fought a Rathalos the other night.
1: Yep.
0: It was fun. Is yep. it super tough or you know No,
1: no. Uh so you it it cannot be tanked, so I tanked.
0: <laughs> now other things happen during the battle where it's still helpful to have a tank. Yeah. Now there is two versions of the fight. There's the basic one. The basic fight, which is an eight man, and then there's an extreme, which is a four man. Which is a weird inverse of what you normally see in a Final Fantasy trial fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is that in Monster Hunter, you only have four people in a party. So therefore, the Extreme Wrathless fight is actually even more Monster Hunter-y. So you have only four people. Um, it is very much untankable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's elements of tanking in the eight-man, but there's none in the four-man.
2: It just goes after whoever the hell it wants. Or... Right. Yeah.
0: Also, healing is useless um, halfway through the fight in normal. It's just useless in the four man, and you have your mega potion. That's the only way you can heal. Ugh. Also, in the normal, you can die and be raised. Uh, well, however, in the extreme, you get three deaths total, and then it's over. Ooh. So, and the extreme is in fact harder. But there are moments, like halfway through the fight, you actually get to mount the monster and do like the famous stabbing into animations <laughs> from the game. Uh you actually when you when fin- you finish the fight, you actually have to quote unquote carve off pieces of the monster, and that's actually your your turn-ins
2: oh my.
0: for items. Like so, they 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 definitely went they went pretty far into making this about as mo- maybe there's monster sound effects. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the palicos when they do when they actually make their cat noises, it's the palico cat noises, which does in fact eerily sound like cat noises for reals. Yeah, I uh, I have. Uh... I've
2: seen video of people, like, the new Monster Hunter game, and, like, doing their little Palico voice checks, like, selecting the Palico voices, and having their cats being like, what is that? <laughs> and going over the TV, and even, like, kind of swatting at it. <laughs>
0: well, now that I own a cat, and I was hearing those noises, I'm like, oh my god, you sound like my cat. Yeah. I, this is getting kind of creepy, Monster Hunter. Yeah. I didn't realize how creepy. But no, it's, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. I'm, I'm also, the new um, thing of Eureka has opened up, Pagos. And that is a Eureka good time. Or at least a time in Eureka. <laughs> uh, we're not quite sure how it's going to play out in this particular version of Eureka just yet. It's only... Uh, this is Wednesday. Um, the Tuesday yesterday was the day this patch opened up. So this is pretty... Uh. Fresh content, at least for us talking about it. Who knows when this episode's going up, but... At the time of me talking, it's brand new, fresh content. And we don't know... The last area of Eureka turned into what people refer to as the train would roll around. Where you would go from fate to fate to fate to fate, fighting the big monsters in those fates. Like you do. And that's how you get the majority of your experience. Well, in this one, people aren't doing that yet. Now, I don't know if that's because there's not as many... It, it, I don't know if the train's just not viable, or if we're just so early into it. Nobody peep, knows though,
2: where to go yet.
0: And there's no real train to happen yet. But the yeah. train might happen later, who knows? Um, but, but thankfully, um, this is going to be a pretty... You know, as so we keep this going, there's there's lots of 14 stuff coming down the pipe. As we're about, we're hitting the 5th anniversary, so of course there's the Rising, and the Summer event, and who knows what else is going to happen. So, yeah, that's been your Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood Minute. Which means... Moments of awesome.
2: It's a moment of
0: awesome. Kevin, what's awesome? A lot of things are awesome, I guess,
2: hypothetically. Things are awesome. Like, well... Is this more of an assumption of awesome?
0: Okay. <laughs> um, well, what's the song, Diddy, for that?
2: Uh, I don't... It's an assumption... I don't have a good one yet. Okay. But, uh, no, no, it's because... Well, I'm going to buy it tomorrow when I get paid, but um, the, the novel uh, Bitfrost uh, uh, by Sam Farron, the author of did the uh, Dragon oak trilogy, which oh, I know yeah, you read.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, it's her new book. And it's it's out today, and I was I'm going to buy it tomorrow when I actually have money. Um, but I've been waiting I've been kind of waiting for this to come out because it's uh, it sounds like this weird icy post apocalyptic fantasy world with a protagonist who's apparently has a really shoddy memory and but is desperately writing down anything she can find to like record the history of her dying world. <laughs> And I presume somewhere along the line lesbian romance happens because that's what the author's all about. Um.
0: Question I don't know if I remember or not. Did we ever talk about the Dragon Oak? I don't think we did on the podcast. No. Well, how about you talk about the Dragon Oak trilogy? That, that's a,
2: why I'm excited about this book, yes, because the Dragon Oak trilogy, which I literally found by typing lesbian genre fiction in Twitter. Um, And I found a. uh, like, hey, my book is free today on Twitter, and or free today on Amazon, like, the first volume. I'm like, well, free is the exact right price. Um, and, you know, I read it, and I went, this is really good. And I ended up buying the other two books almost immediately, and they are each one kind of progressively longer. But uh, it's a sort of magical fantasy world. Uh, it's not especially different from most magical fantasy worlds you might run into, other than just, you know, it's super inclusive of queer persons, um, of all variety, and, uh, the main character's, uh, main struggle is not so much can she overcome evil with her incredible magical powers, because she could, but can she do it while getting past her crippling, uh, social anxiety, and, um, without being a horrible person in the process, because, <laughs> uh, she has incredible necromantic powers. ...that she tries really hard not to use, or at least find ethical applications for.
0: (laughs) Because in this setting, everyone thinks that if you're a necromancer, you're an ultimate demon lord of of evil demon-ness. One necromancer
2: raises a dragon person army to destroy a kingdom, and suddenly you're all bad. I mean, come on. (laughs) Also, it's got cool dragon people in the story
0: um it's got cool dragon people it's got a really cool night lady yeah who's pretty awesome i really like oh was it the other lady who was who really fun to talk the talk to
2: requisite weird foreign mercenary character whose name i should remember like best character in
0: the book <laughs> yeah like she's got like the most personality out of everybody in the world ever rolled into one she's got more of it and and she's like yeah everyone wants me it's fine there is there is lots i am like stew you can always have more stew you can always have more of me or something like that i was was like okay yeah you're really awesome all right all right you're you're, you're boss
2: i I do have kind of an Like, you know, I did read somewhere the author saying that she wanted to write a story where the worst things queer people had to worry about was dragons. So it was, uh, that's kind of what it is. (laughs) But it was really entertaining. I I honestly, I relate maybe more than I should to the protagonist with her terrible crippling social anxiety issues. (laughs) It's it's like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. Like maybe not as bad, but I, I get I get some of this. I get some of this really good, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I will definitely. There's, I uh, there are a few random typos here and there in the book. It's very much self published, but you can get the whole trilogy on Amazon, and I, I'm like, but it's like it was entertaining enough that I'm like, you know, I will read whatever you write next, <laughs> and I'm hoping that the new book will be good.
0: Hey, meanwhile, and in sort of the same fantasy realm. Uh, the game that I've been playing most of lately has been Octopath Traveler, which I think Kevin's also been playing.
2: Yes, um, I need to go back and play more of that. Like, I'm not remotely done with it. I've just not played in several days. Yeah,
0: yeah, same, same, same. I, I'm I'm, re- I'm, really into it, but I, for some reason I haven't. Well, there's a new Hearthstone expansion. I wonder yeah. right about the current grand blue thing, because today's in the Love Live event starts.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Be sure to post pictures of your team with, you know, your Love Live girls surrounded by all kinds of guys, you know, and make sure it gets to all the Japanese players.
0: That's true. It's <laughs> kind of why I'm writing, because apparently you could recruit, like, like, nine Love Live characters. <laughs> you do know who
2: these people. Well, I can't say I, I don't really know them, like, in terms of in-depth. There's a few I definitely recognize, because Love Live is just such a prolific fandom that you see some of these characters no matter what. If you're at all into anime, you will have seen some of them. <laughs> it's,
0: I'm the same, but after hearing the Japanese guys, like what, like, w- 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 why would waifus be with guys? And I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to have to level up guys just <laughs> to go along with the waifus. Like, I come mean, I, on.
2: I get if you you know, you know want your anime girls to get together with other anime girls, I, I, I that I emphasize with, but if you're just worried they're going to talk to guys who aren't you... I'm, I'm, you lost me. I'm just, I'm not there anymore.
0: <laughs> Idols are awesome. Idol culture is terrible.
2: Yes, yes it is.
0: Similar to some of the, some of the terrible things that have to our characters in Octopath Traveler.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the, eh. I guess they all have a little bit of tragedy in their stories.
0: Well, some more than others. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Um, Like, you know, i Although I like, like Primrose versus like the cleric lady is like, they have like, she has such a lighthearted, the cleric lady has such a lighthearted second chapter, and Primrose has a really dark second chapter and a pretty dark first chapter for that matter. Okay,
0: <laughs> so just quick basics. Um, i traveler, it's it's developed by uh, Square Enix Business Division 11 along with Studio Acquire. Um, the Business Division 11. Their job is, they're the same producers that made the Bravely Default series, and I think their whole job now is to make interesting role-playing games
2: well, that they, aren't
0: Final Fantasy. Somebody needs to. And so far, they have succeeded very well. I think they're also secretly like the winning underdogs that Square keeps like undervaluing, <laughs> because Bravely Default did super well. Bravely Default, Bravely Second did super well, and they weren't expecting it to. Octopath Traveler, they had very low expectations. It's doing super well. It's already sold a million units worldwide.
2: Yeah, it was number one on the the e store for quite a while. Yeah, like it's it's,
0: a... it's doing super well. There are shortages of the cartridge in Japan. Yeah, you know it's it's doing super good, and now they're like, oh, I guess. That's they just, need to make them more games like
2: this. That's just how hungry. That's just how hungry the gamers are for a traditional JRPG. Apparently,
0: <laughs> well, for a long time, they you know Division Eleven exists because they thought that what they they had to make more Western style games, and they just really wanted to make like a traditional Japanese style role playing game, and it turns out yes, we want those yeah. too, and now they're like oh, just
2: give me that sweet sweet turn based combat with three to six party members. <laughs>
0: Especially if it's four or more, that's that's a sweet spot. Actually, right? yes,
2: I prefer at least four. I'm a little tired of the three people parties. I, I want yeah. at least four. I'll take three, but I prefer four. I wouldn't mind a sushi Coat in six once in a while. But seven's too much. I seven's think. too many. Yeah, seven's too many. Unless you just build it in a really strange way I haven't seen before. Like you, you'd have to balance. You'd have to be really good at your balancing to make that work.
0: So you do get eight characters. And it's and the best way to think about this game. It's not that you're doing one giganto game that is filled with eight characters, and you're going through all these characters, and they're all interacting with each. other. No, 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 no. There, it's think of like eight mini RPGs that set in a larger, you know, cohe, you know, cohesive world, and you're going through different chapters for each character. And you have the other characters are with you as far as fighting stuff goes.
2: Assuming you go and get them, I I don't think you could get, I mean, I almost don't see how you can avoid it, but, you know, and I don't know why you wouldn't, but I guess there's nothing making you pick up a character. You could try to go through all of one character's chapters. I don't recommend it. That sounds suicidal. Or for the kind of people who like to beat the original Final Fantasy with just one white mage but um, not that I'm calling anybody out.
1: <laughs>
0: Look, that was a different time, and we were, like, all eight. Yeah. And we had time for things like that. Yeah. Whereas this game, it's designed such that you get your eight people. You might need a little, after that point, you might need to do a little bit of grinding, but then you can start doing people's chapter twos. Yeah. And while you're heading out to chapter twos, there's weird side dungeons that don't actually have any plot. They're just dungeons filled with tougher monsters that you can go through if you want. And if you do, you'll be clearly leveled for yeah, you know, the next set you know, of chapters. And I think that's sort of the idea, is that you do everyone's chapters, by the time you're done, theoretically, you'll be mostly leveled enough to then take no. on the next set, set of chapters. Characters. And there might be yeah. some grinding here and yeah. there, but it seems pr- overall decently well-balanced. you
2: poke your nose around, you can find cool stuff and, you know, extra classes to kind of diversify your characters by giving them the abilities of another character.
0: But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I don't want to go too much in detail because I have a feeling like that could be a, definitely a, it might be a full-fledged awesome cast in the future. So, we are going to take a break. And go right in to talk about the Sailor Moon movies, and there's three of them. So who knows how long this will be? This is the Also Cast. <laughs> Really? Do I really need to describe what Sailor Moon is? Do I really? Do you, do you think I really need to do that? Maybe? Yes. I mean, I you, kids don't know who Sailor
2: Moon is anymore.
1: Yeah, that's, that's my point. like,
2: she turned 40. It's <laughs> I mean, the actual show isn't that old. I just mean, by the date she was born, Sailor Moon would be like 40 by now.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Back in 1991, in December, a manga known as Naoko Takauchi started this manga series called Sailor Moon. Kevin, what, what's Sailor Moon about, really? I mean, really? Uh, really?
2: I feel like it's an examination of the dichotomy of what society expects of us versus what we can actually accomplish. And that, you know, sometimes there's more to us than what the world tells us there is.
0: Awesome. That's deep, man. How, how, yeah. So how does, how does Sailor Moon actually yeah. achieve this?
2: Because um, she's a whiny little crybaby who gets magical powers and then becomes queen of the universe. All right. right? That's, so, that's that's valid. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's kind of, I'd say it's your typical magical girl show, but that's because it kind of made the stereotype, in, at least of the modern magical girl.
0: Yeah, I will tell you. I mean, it's it's you know it's not Sally the Witch or anything. Well, yeah, but,
2: no, but
0: <laughs> but it is. I think it's sort of as much as like I refer to sort of Tenchi Muyo as the Super Mario Brothers of harem shows. Like Super Mario Brothers was not the first you know platformer. No, no. But it is the platformer that sort of re-de- redefined the mold of what a platformer should be in video games.
2: Yeah, I mean, Sailor Moon owes. Definitely, like, what you would call a magical girl show before that would have been things like, yeah, Sally the Witch or Minky Momo, Majoko Tickle, um, a few other ones. But, you know, they're just kind of, oh, it's a cute girl that somehow has magical powers. And this stuff happens, usually mostly humorous. Um, we'll take a little injection of, you know, like, Cutie Honey and, like, Sentai shows. And then it's like, you got Sailor Moon, who's a magical girl of a team of magical girls who fought monsters with their magic powers to protect the earth and that's really it in a nutshell
0: <laughs> and it's it's very much a phenomenon like it was you know in the 90s and even early 2000s and frankly even now the whole crystal yeah. series you know it, it had it really has you know I mean, had new life to it
2: sailor moon was part of a safe sex campaign of of just a few years ago i think in japan <laughs> It was like Sailor Moon says, always use a condom.
0: Now, is that how you get chibi usas?
2: Well, no, but you want to make sure you get chibi usas when you want chibi usas, ah, not beforehand. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I mean, we we see what happens when there's too much chibiusa.
0: <laughs> so this also, of course, you know, had a huge 200 episode TV series that was directed by a myriad of episode directors and showrunners and what have you. And from that, it ran from, and the anime ran from March of 1992 to February of
2: 1997.
0: Yeah, the original series. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, was it a five series? Yeah, five oh, se- yeah,
2: five separate series, with like the original run, not Crystal, but.
0: Right. And, you know, as a part of that TV run, because, again, this is, you know, a legit phenomenon like, if you if you think of anime, even nowadays, a lot of people, at least of our age, you know, there is, you know, you're going to have as many people mention Sailor Moon as you do, like, Akira, or even Pokemon.
2: Yeah. And it did make its way to US TV in its own meandering, badly dubbed format.
0: But what didn't at first were these, like, three different movies. Uh, Sailor Moon, uh, the movies R, uh, S, and Super S. Which is going to be the um the in fact the topic of our discussion tonight today whatever time you're listening to this yeah since
2: they um, seem to have magically found their way into U S theaters recently
0: and that, yeah it was neat uh, Fathom Events along with Viz Media they actually put the mo- the movies in theaters again and Doug and I were uh, fortunate enough to actually be able to go see them in the theater
2: yeah that was that was like was that last year they also just had R by itself yes that wasn't I saw that in the theaters.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was that. I actually ended up seeing that on my honeymoon with Anna. Mm. You know, in Georgia, and that was fun. Uh that one was R plus the little um sort of series recap. Yeah. Up until that point they did.
2: Like all our sense something all our senshi, or something yeah. like that. That was just, you know. Quick little just really basically just you tell you who the characters are in case you know, you have no clue, I suppose. Or maybe kids drug their parents there and they're like, I don't know what the Sailor Moon is. Oh, okay. I I think I get the basic gist. That tuxedo boy I have a boyfriend. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> and then they, you know,
1: Yes, he did.
0: <laughs> but we'll get into it later. So, like, now, okay, so a little bit more background, you know. Well, Anaka Takuchi, she certainly did make the manga, and that is what everything is based off of. Yeah. And that is itself a really great work. It's a fun manga to read. Like, I do really recommend go reading it.
2: Yes, although the uh, the TV series is a wildly expanded version. They they definitely had to pad it out to a bit the more of a 50-ish episode run.
0: And that, that's sort of important because it did allow other creators to sort of help put a little bit of their own footprint into sort of the DNA of the show. Like, for example, I think one of the most important names of it is actually uh, Junichi Sato, who was the very first director of the Utena TV series. He did the first, like, up until I think halfway through, like, S. Sailor Moon series. Um, he, in the Moon series, he was... Yeah. Said he said Utena. Oh. <laughs> well, no, that's somebody else. That's later. Yeah. Um, Sailor Moon, to, uh, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon R, and halfway through Sailor Moon S. Uh, he was one of the main people behind it. And, and he's done other stuff. Like, he worked on you know his own things. Like, things like uh, Magic Users Club, or um, Dory me He's also one of the main people that uh, have worked on, you know, Pretty Cure. Including, like, the latest one.
2: Which is kind of the spiritual successor to Sailor Moon in many ways.
0: You know, he's also worked on other things. Things like goldfish warning and princess tutu and kaleidostar like he is he has done some really really neat things throughout the years i'm pretty sure he sort of set sort of the the tv style blueprint Mm. for sailor moon that you know all the other directors you know eventually sort of riffed on and one of them was you know one of the major things that sort of started him off um uh kunihiko ikehara who you should people who have been listening to Awesome Cast should know that we absolutely adore. Well, I know he is probably my favorite director.
2: He's a trip. Um, I mean, I say that like he's not my. I mean, the Utana movie is my favorite movie of all time. So I guess he's my favorite director.
0: <laughs> like you know, he started with you. Know, he from from Sailor Mood he went to Utana. He also did Penguin Drum, which we did a a, a very pretty fun Awesome Cast on. Uh, he also worked on a, a Yurikuma Arashi Yuri Bear Storm, which... Probably
2: should do an awesome cast on. But... At
0: some point, but I really... I do not feel well-equipped enough to really understand the in- intricacies of being gay in Japan to really have the co- sort of commentary necessary True. to really dig into that show. Is uh, uh, Question mark? That, that's a good question. I mean, I know that he has cosplayed as Sailor Mars before, and yeah. when he has cosplayed as Sailor Mars, as far as he was concerned, he was, in fact, Sailor Mars. I, You are not talking to Ikahara, yeah. storied, you know, anime director. No, you are talking to savior of the universe, Sailor Mars. I, Average... Typical magical high school girl. So if
2: you were to put money on being some variety of LGBTQ, etc., you'd probably be a safe bet.
1: <laughs> because he, he has, throughout all of his works, he's had some yes. element of that in it, and Japan doesn't typically include an element of that in it, so it does make me wonder.
2: Yeah, I, given a general kind of feeling of everybody's buy in most of his works, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah I don't know
1: well, even in other works it's it's very like subtle nuanced subtle nuanced things that aren't always like pan service
2: fan right yeah no i if uh if he's not he must be have his finger on the pulse of that culture somehow it's uh, like he must be intertwined in there in some way, even if he himself is is not specifically
0: gay or bi or any of the other options. But. And another direct, the other one that major director in talking in, you know, as far as conjecture Sailor Moon goes, um, is Hiroki, uh, Shibata. Who, as far as I can tell, seems like, well, if you need episodes of anime directed, he can direct those or she can direct those, um, those animes for you. Because this person has worked on things like Get a Robo, uh, <laughs> Gege no Kitaro in the in 1980s and 1990s. Uh, he, he or she worked on um, episodes of, lately, Tiger Mask W. I
2: think it's a he. I think. Um, but I, I could not tell you for absolute
0: Worked on things like uh, some a lot of the Digimon episodes, some of the Cute Annie Flash episodes, uh, Kiddy Command episodes. um...
2: Just you know, go sort of go to man. Who's going to direct our episode this week? <laughs> yeah,
0: this this person is very adept at directing your episode for you. Uh, another thing, uh, another person really important is uh Tomita, uh, uh, and he is uh, the major screenplay writer from, behind most of the episodes of Sailor Moon and two of the movies. And once again, it seems like person. If you need someone to screenwrite your stuff, you can get some screenwriting done out of this person. Like they worked on things like Macross Seven, Orange Road, uh, other things that we enjoy here on the Awesome Cast Golf Force.
2: <laughs> we like Golf Force.
0: Devil Hunter Yoko. Oh
2: man, I like Devil Hunter Yoko. Oh. <laughs> that was my first subtitled anime.
0: <laughs> Salaryman Kintaro. Wedding Peach. Voice Kreutz, you Hakusho, like, if you need screenwriting done, this person will do stuff for you. I
2: imagine if you're an established screenplay writer, you, you, you got the work coming. You Like, you can probably pick your projects to an extent.
0: <laughs> Mosey Apeta. <laughs> Majoko Tickle. Oh, there you go. Ping Pong Club. Let's see. Oh, Gear Fire Dendo.
2: That's a show... Who we never got in the U.S. That was well. It's like the same guy behind Gundam Seed, it was like the same director of Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny. It was his. Uh, if he's uh, like, if he's the Michael Bay of anime, Gear Fighter Dendo is his. The Rock. It's like the one that's actually good.
0: a Battler Dunbine.
2: Oh, I love Aura Battler Dunbine.
0: Sarah, Celestial Legend.
2: That exists. Dugram. Oh, I like that. See, this guy's just right. This guy
0: is Agatha Christie no menatai porio to Marple. Yeah. The
2: okay, Poirot. now I'm, I'm
0: just reading random things the, yeah, that, that the, he did on, on, on Wikipedia. It's a
2: Poirot and Miss Marple like Agatha Christie. Yeah, 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 anime. yeah. It exists. It adapts their stories to anime. Uh, that's interesting. I'd actually like to see that now that I'm reminded that it exists. I don't know. Someone subbed that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And also, another screenwriter, which we'll talk about later on, Yoji Inokido.
2: Yeah, that's one that's... Uh...
0: <laughs> who... That, that 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 was also a story who worked on things like Utena and Star Driver and Host Club and Melody of Oblivion and a Captain Earth. And so we will definitely what, be...
2: Yeah, i pretty sure wrote the screenplay for the Utena movie. <laughs> yeah, so... You know...
0: Uh, there is definitely some talent here that we'll be talking about, um, and really, man, there are some things that I'm really interested in seeing what what could have been, uh, like for example, um, Sailor Moon R. Uh, we know that Ikahara and um, and Okido, uh was you know they worked worked really well for it with Utena, but they don't work together on this movie. Uh, that was actually, it was Ikahara with a script. Uh, the screenplay was by uh, Tomita. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Sailor Moon R. Okay. You want to start with the best one first, huh? <laughs> well, if we're going in order, it's still, I mean, no matter yeah. what we do, it's the first one. <laughs> this is the story of, well, boy, Ikar really wanted to get Mars and Moon together, so let's give Mamoru his own boyfriend. Let's see if that works out.
2: Yeah, well, you know, he just befriended a nice alien boy on who was looking like a human on Earth at the time. And it's, uh, like, if anything, I'd say it does a good job of, you know, being showing that in the flashback that Mamoru's just a nice kid who wants to make friends, and the little alien boy is totally in love with him from, you know, moment one. Um,
0: <laughs> from moment one. <laughs> what you'll discover about a hey man, Ikahara, like I feel like he, his footprint is on this movie from like the very ass beginning. Yeah. They they start off with a movie, and no other movie does this. Where it's clearly they they're mentioning what they are each Sailor Scout, like I am Sailor Moon, I am blah 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 blah, I am Sailor Mercury, I am blah 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 blah. And every time they do, it's clearly they're on a stage. And then they look at like the camera, and there's a neat sound effect that goes with it. And they're clearly like on a, they're on like a stage, and there's shadows on the back curtain.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And you you're really getting the 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 a vibe of them putting on a performance in a theater, and it's this you know because they're you're watching a movie, <laughs> you know, and it's and it's a very much a sort of a metaphorical thing. That only Ikahara did. <laughs> yeah. And then when and in each of these movies you have a different you know, opening set to Moonlight Densetsu, uh, which is, you know, the super good opening to Sailor Moon that everyone knows and loves. And man, comparing this opening to any of the other openings is a disservice to them. <laughs> because holy crap, he knocked it out of the park where you could definitely see like inspirations of your of like the driving scenes from Utena. And the movie already right there, you know, where you're watching like them on this bus and it's and in the background. You see like the buildings moving in a really interesting manners to to portray the, the, more, the, the momentum of them driving around. And all the camera angles are moving and they're doing things and everything's in a constant state of flux. And it's very happy and go lucky until the very last moment. Then you see a giant rose, you know, disperse with ominous music. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you thought this was gonna be good. Nah man, this is gonna be
2: great. Roses, man. Roses.
0: And that also sets the opening scene for like them being at this giant um
2: like a botanical garden. I yeah, think. botanical yeah. gardens,
0: yeah, and they're checking out flowers and this and that and
2: Just having a good
0: old time. You know, wondering if they can really, you know, really punk Sailor Moon. And he was soggy from, from getting some good, good makeouts with Mamaru. And the next thing they know, the big fountain goes out, and suddenly there's Flower Boy being like, Hey, Mamaru, it's your boyfriend. He'd be back. Hey, Mamaru. And he does not sound like that at all. Like, oh. and he
2: should have. <laughs> no, 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 that'd be terrible. <laughs>
0: Where Asagi immediately goes, uh, back off. This is uh, my boyfriend. You can get a two step in.
2: And you know it's not going to be, it's going to be messy. Uh
0: And it's, this movie was so good. It was really good. He does a magnificent job of interweaving this whole storyline, this very neatly into the the background of the whole show in, 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 in sort of a prequel setting, you know, in flashbacks that makes him totally fit in context of the movie without having to, like, negate anything else. Yeah. So it really feels like this is, in fact, like, a part of the actual Sailor Moon mythos. Yeah.
2: And, you know, minor, it's a super minor point, but... It's also like the only movie that doesn't like have canned animation for the special attacks. <laughs>
0: like it's the yeah. same
2: stock animation that they run for the special attacks. It actually has unique animation for them, even if it's the same old attacks you've seen.
0: <laughs> well, it's true, and they also do it in interesting ways. And yeah, you know, just uh, the only the only thing animation-wise that that, that tears this movie down any of, of any amount is the sad decision to use early early ass CG. Yeah. To Show off the final battle area.
2: Yeah, or like the giant flower asteroid or whatever that was. Whatever you want to call it.
1: The overall animation in the other movies is better, but I feel that that is less to do with anything else about the movie and just technology at the time to do animation.
2: Plus, it's more about the technology than the execution.
1: Yeah, like, and, and also possibly the budget. Yeah. Like...
0: Well, I would also argue, and um, I I was going to get this into the other movies later, but they're also doing more through animation in R. Yeah. Like, I noticed this, is especially in, in S, where everything's on, like, a st- everything's in still shots. Yeah. Like, if you see, like, if you can picture like, your your movie screen... And there is a picture of like the background. Mm -hmm. They're moving on that background, but the background it never moves. Yeah. Or if it does, it's just a scan. It's just a pan. Kara loves his background to do things. (laughs) Like whereas like this movie's constantly like moving. Yeah, the camera angles are always interesting, and they will move around and so like there is way more like activeness going on in R versus the other two. And so I kinda wonder if the overall animation in the other ones are better just because they're they're,
1: trying to do less.
0: they're 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 not working as hard.
1: Yeah, they're they're being less ambitious.
2: You know, it's uh they've got better animation technology, so to an extent it looks better in some ways.
0: <laughs> but no, I think R was you know
2: R looks the most like a movie.
0: It does. I, I very much will I think the other two they look like super well animated T V sh- T V shorts. Yeah. Um, or, or or episode three parters, whereas R like yeah. feels like this is this is a movie, this is a grandiose stage where the Sailor Scouts can really shine, fighting really cool Yoma yeah. and
2: like if you are gonna just go see one, see R, you know like if someone like you know has put a curse on you, you can only watch one Sailor Moon movie for the rest of your life or you will die, watch R.
0: Um, and realize we're saying this as really big fans of the Outer Senshi too.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: like we're, we're pretty big fans of the Outer Senshi. They're pretty cool folks, pretty cool ladies, and they're not in this movie because they didn't exist yet.
2: Oh man! If there's well, <laughs> we get to ask. There's more to talk about that.
0: <laughs> it's true. Well, are there any momentary before we go into to the our big spoiler section? Any other thoughts on R before we move on to S? Eh,
2: super good. Ikuhara doesn't believe in nipples, but Sailor Moon never has, so that's okay.
0: That's, um, All right, let's move on to to S. The Snow Snow Princess Kaguya, I believe. Princess
2: that's a, Snow Kaguya. Snow Kaguya Snow. I don't know. Those three words exist in some sequence in the title.
0: So this one was um, S was directed... Uh, this one was done by uh, Shibata, uh, also screenplay uh, by uh, Tomita. Mm-hmm. And, and this one is, um, you know, Sailor Moon S. the movie, a.k.a. Luna's horny for this one.
2: This one's actually based on a manga story, which is kind of weird, but...
0: Uh. <laughs> well, that, that that totally does not surprise me. Yeah. Like, absolutely none not at all. Because the storyline in this one is pretty pretty darn good. Like, I really—the I re, I re, I, actual idea of what they're doing with it, although not as interestingly told as R. this one is still, like—
1: This was more Hallmark Sailor Moon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is
2: definitely my second favorite of the bunch, and R is my favorite just because I'm such a fan of the Ikahara style,
0: but— So this one is where it's during the winter months, and everyone's having fun doing winter things— and And in the entire movie, it feels like everyone's wearing clothing size a little bit too big for them. That's how you know it's cold. That's how you know it's cold.
2: They've got layers,
0: yep <laughs> and Luna gets sick, and Artemis is like, "I, I could get you home and Luna's like, Psh, whatever, Artemis, no one needs you and everyone's like, "Oh, marshmallow <laughs> okay, so. When we went to go see the movie in the theater, uh, they were—Viz was showing little uh, a customized, like, so you're waiting for the movie. And a lot, a lot of times, you'll see, like, little trivia questions for various things and with little previews for upcoming things, like either TV shows or movies and stuff, if you get there before the movie. Well, Viz had their own version of that, where you would—where there'd be, like, Sailor Moon-related trivia— as well as uh, commercials for all their box sets. And one of the questions was, yeah, they were describing Artemis and like, what was Artemis's name. And one of the options was Marshmallow. <laughs> and ever since then, whenever I we talk about Artemis, uh, usually my wife Anna or our friend Esther, they they now just refer to him as Marshmallow. And during the movie, when uh, there are myriad times where Luna just shuts Artemis down, and he is all sad and dejected, everyone's like, aww. Marshmallow. <laughs> Just, yeah, this is a...
1: It's a little bit of the love dynamic you saw in Aggretsuko.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's a... He's yeah. obviously super into Luna, and Luna, I don't know, is not especially receptive to this at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I kind of wonder if this is a case of this... So, Luna gets... Early on, Luna gets sick. And Luna is taken care of by some um, astrolog- not astrologian astrologian
2: guy <laughs> with his, his magical cards. Yes. That's,
0: uh, no, no. That's Astrologer. Just... Astrolog- astrologist. Astronomer. Astron- yes, yes. He's an and
2: astronomer. He,
0: and he takes care of her, and she's like, ooh, he's hot. And ooh. in her defense,
2: he is, but that's I mean, okay. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure, he's got an astronaut girlfriend, but, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for most of the movie, they're, they're really on the rocks. They are. Because he has PTSD from previous seasons of Sailor Moon.
1: <laughs> he apparently was watching on the moon when Serena fought Queen Beryl. <laughs>
0: and he's still, he's like, no, I felt weird energies coming from the moon. I'm sure, pretty sure I saw Moon Princess at some point on the moon. And they're like, you're crazy, man. You crazy. And I'm like, no man, you just watch the you didn't watch those episodes. <laughs> you didn't watch those episodes though. He's legit he's just got PTSD. <laughs> you leave this poor boy alone.
2: Surprised there's not more people running around Tokyo with serious PTSD and well, every anime series, but Sailor Moon in particular. Um
1: Well <laughs> in oh, Sailor Moon they they address it specifically that it's it's part of, like, the magic of what's going on yeah. is that once everything gets restored, like, people just forget about it. Yeah. It's like how they can't recognize that Serena is Sailor Moon.
2: Yeah. Boy, I'm glad I like Doug- Fred Douglas Adams because it's so easy to just call it a somebody else's problem field.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, yeah, and of course, there's always some mystical baddie who falls in on a, on an asteroid. Well. As they all do.
2: they all do. <laughs> Because, well, it fits with Sailor Moon, because in Sailor Moon as a whole, space is terrible. And everything out there wants to kill us.
0: <laughs> yep. <I laughs> and, and a piece of that fell, and he found it, and now it's making him sick. And there's some crazy, you know, Kaguya, like, crazy ice lady who's ready to, to encase the world in ice. Because, you know. Because that's what she needs to do in life. That's, that's yeah. her deal.
2: Yeah. It's a... Uh... She's got little weirdly cute snow monsters to help her. Like, I don't know. I like their weird little long dress look to them, even though I think that's their actual body is that long dress.
0: (laughs) And and it's more or less how the Senshi girl is going to get out of this one.
2: Yeah. But this one has the outers in it.
0: (laughs) It it does. It does. I mean,
2: I don't know. You don't know how much I just live for that little brief scene of them like in the coffee shop, just kind of like drinking coffee. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty insignificant, but it's like, Oh yeah, there they are. They're just doing something in normal life.
0: <laughs> Watching the movie, one of the best moments was when Doug's husband, Barry goes, who are these girls and why are they competent? <laughs> why are they
1: so much more competent than the others? <laughs> who, are, who are these three girls and why are they so much more competent than the others? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. sadly, if there's one thing, uh Crystal has kind of made me forget how generally incompetent Sailor Moon is the majority of the time. because uh, she is actually fairly competent in the manga and Crystal after a certain point.
0: <laughs> well sure. Really, I think it was one of those things where they had they had way more episodes in the T V series yeah. to they had to to move Sailor Moon up. Yeah. I you see? know, to build her up, and so she is kind of doofusy a good portion of the time. And that that comes through in the movies as well.
2: Yeah. And just, you know, the whole purpose of the outers is to show up and bail the inners out of whatever mess they're in. Like, so many times. (laughs) That's like.
1: So Sailor Moon was one of my first anime, if not my first anime, that I was a super huge fan of. But then it's been a while. It's been a while since I've really gone back and watched it. And I have to say, I didn't quite remember until until Sailor Moon S and the the S until we watch rewatch the S movie and then suddenly it just all came back how often Sailor Moon just goes on these little rants mm-hmm. that are completely unrelated to like the boss yeah. like the boss of Sailor Moon S was like ha I'm going to freeze the world and Sailor Moon goes the warmth of love. You you just want to freeze the world because you don't know what love is. No, I just want to freeze the world. And Sailor Moon <laughs> just continues to go off on her own tangent.
0: Where you're seeing pictures from like Safari, or you know, <laughs> and, and cute animals, and oh. uh, like in the connections of love and grandeur. And she and, and and she's like, I just want to freeze the world.
1: What what does any of this have to do with love? <laughs>
0: And, you know, while we're wishing for stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, S S was interesting. But, like, I think it's, I think the the core of the story, and it, and it does help that it was based off a short story by um, Takeuchi. But, again, it just wasn't near, I mean, well, certainly well animated, and it looks perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It is not nearly as dynamic, and especially watching it, Literally like ten minutes after R. Yeah, really was really me Just well, sorry Shibata, Ikaharis is a way better director than you are. Like, not that Shibata's bad. Again, this movie is very
1: is. It's a good movie.
0: It was a good movie. They just had a genius direct the yeah. first one.
2: It was uh, they played it way more safe and way more formula to the show.
0: And then. And then we have Shibata's second movie, and the last one of this trilogy, Supers, or Super S.
1: Oh.
2: It is a movie that exists.
1: I think if you like Sailor Moon, you can just skip this movie. If you don't like Sailor Moon, but you're being forced to watch Sailor Moon, you could probably maybe negotiate watching this movie instead of watching the season of Super S.
2: <laughs> Which would probably be your best choice.
0: Oh. But if this does give you a chance to and in, in, in fact watch Amy's First Love first, yeah. as this movie had it.
2: Yeah. Then I actually do like Amy's First Love. It's not It's,
0: it's like a fifty million sh- it, Yeah. Just, I think it's extremely charming. It yeah. It's extremely, it's actually my If we include it, if this is like a four-part thing, this is actually my second favorite.
2: Yeah, it's really just mostly like Amy's first love. is just like she's getting really obsessed with this other guy who's taking these mock tests who she's never seen his face because the results are published in magazines under a pseudonym. And they're just always neck and neck in their scores. And she starts getting super fixated on who this person might be. Oh, 'cause because they call themselves mercurius right because
0: yeah. she refers to herself as mercury because you can use any alias
2: yeah and it, it's like and so it's you know she's like is he is he calling me out is is he does he know who i am you know it's
0: like yeah, and so she decides well i need to go to i need to take all the tests i need to go to all the studies cram i need to go to all the cram schools and she chooses the one, the one that he goes to, but the wrong one. <laughs> Where just some random ass Yoma has this been chilling in this place for probably decades
2: since season one, probably since, yep. season, <laughs> since season
0: one, just waiting for someone to be loves, a remotely lovesick in a cram school. Yeah, and yes. she finally finds the the one person who's remotely lovesick, and boy was she, did she choose the Yoma choose wrong. <laughs>
1: I don't even know that this Yoma is particularly associated with any bad guy we've seen thus far. I I think it could have just been a random Yoma because you know Yoma and Yokai are not that different.
2: Yeah, true, true. I mean, it has the sort of the colorful weirdness of a typical Sailor Moon monster, but no real features that tied it to one specific evil group, and they just yeah. sort of have a like.
1: Most of them had like a thing they were searching for.
2: Yeah. Or some sort of common visual element that carried over. Yeah. But not this
1: one. Just a completely random Yoma just accidentally happened into our story.
2: Yeah. Although, I will forever be amused that uh, Amy thinks uh, Albert Einstein is absolutely dreamy. Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) That one's really fun. Definitely watch that. Definitely watch that. It's, it's cute. A really, it's it's cute. short.
2: You, you, it's, you won't regret it. And, and
0: frankly, it's more, it's again, more dynamic. It's got more interesting, you know, they do more things with the animation. Oh, with, yeah. With it. it.
2: Amy totally Circus is the monster. The, yeah. <laughs> it's great.
0: <laughs> like, it, it's actually a, a really little bit of animation. I wonder, again, I wonder if they just got a big budget because it was a short. Probably. And, and so that one was like, it's. And man, just having to watch Super S after watching that, again, really drills down.
2: I mean, it's just, uh, there's, I don't want to say there's anything technically wrong with the movie.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Okay. S, the movie, was a really good set of episodes for Sailor Moon. Yeah. Super S is a set of of episodes for Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's...
1: the biggest problem with S is it followed almost the exact same, uh, same gimmick, same general premise as uh, as the the oh, what were they called the circus?
2: Dead, was it, dead moon yeah, circus. Yeah, dead moon circus. Yeah, they did kind of have a sort of a circus performer vibe but, to the yeah, bad they, guys in this movie, also. They
1: had a very like they had a very like. Young children's cl- entertainment. Yeah,
2: it kind of is this kind of this Pied Piper scheme where they're yeah. killing children, and you know, so of course Chibiusa gets caught up in it, and unfortunately, there's.
1: Chibiusa falls for a silver-haired pretty boy with the with a name that begins with P.
2: Yeah, that's um. See, this is my problem with the Super S series in general. Is I think there's way too much focus on Chibiusa, and I. Don't like the little Pegasus kid, and this is the little Pegasus kid
0: 2.0. Um, yeah. Yeah, she. Boy, does she get herself some some furry boys.
2: Yeah, and of course, I'm totally of the Usa and uh, Sailor Saturn camp, so um, I don't like seeing her with boys, but not in that Love Live way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's. It's a movie. Like I don't, I don't regret seeing it. Yeah, it was still a fun time.
2: And the outer show up mostly just to, you know, throw special attacks at things. Um, yeah, I feel they were re- like they were way too underutilized for not showing up at all in the Super S series, and then oh, they'll be in the movie, and they just kind of go, "We're here to throw a special attacks at things! Yay, space sword blaster! Aren't we cool?"
0: <laughs> yeah, like I-, I did notice that there were more visual... They had better action in this one. Yeah. Like, there was, like... They definitely were doing a little bit more with their with their special attacks and things. Yeah, yeah. And the actual animation was, again, like a little bit little bit better better step up, but not a huge step up, and the storyline wasn't nearly as good.
2: Yeah, I mean, like... well, there's like, yeah, there's nothing technically wrong with the film. Like, in terms... That's actually pretty well put together, but in terms of story,
1: it's... Eh. There, there was an event... For every Sailor Scout to throw her two special attacks. Yeah. Uh, there was an event <laughs> for this, uh, for Sailor Moon to go, I'm going to do the thing, and for everybody to shout out, No, Sailor Moon, you'll die! No,
0: that didn't happen.
1: It, uh, didn't it, though?
0: No. That was what's weird about this one. Uh, oh. I was going to get that in the spoiler section, yeah, though. Yeah. So let's pause. We're gonna take a break. Well,
2: but it did have the requisite
0: tuxedo mask shows up to distract the monster that gets his butt
2: kicked.
1: Yes, it did have that. <laughs>
0: but he does actually get to show up, like and actually feel like he's actually doing something. Yes. <laughs> like this one, he actually got to get a lick or two in. Yeah. And he got beat up real good. But he actually just got beat up with it. He actually got in physically with it. And it was like, oh, he's he's almost competent in this one. he
2: temporarily forgot he's just a guy in a tuxedo. And it's very nebulous if he has any powers at all in this version. Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with spoilers. Such as they are. (laughs) And then questions from people like you. We'll be right back. to spoil these movies
1: They're more 25 so five years old
0: <laughs> so yeah so the first two movies r and s near the end of it Sailor moon busts out the silver and crystal and both times like no don't use it you'll die <laughs> i and
2: mean so... statistically this has to kill you eventually <laughs>
1: No, Sailor Moon. if you use the silver crystal, you'll die.
0: And she's like, no, I'm still doing it. You can't stop me. Here we go. And and in the second one, the power of love somehow saves her. But no, in the first one, she dies. She gets real (laughs) close. And except except at the very last moment, Flower Boy flies in and goes, here, Mamoru. Here's my life force. Give it to her and she'll live. And so he's like, all right, here we go. And he's like, yes, my life powers Sailor Moon now. I am best boyfriend. Mamoru's <laughs> boyfriend, ow, as he backflips back into space. Yep,
1: yep, that's pretty much what happens.
0: I think that's the moment Ikahara approves of Usagi and Mamoru being together because she's now powered by Flower Boy secretly
2: yeah that works that checks <laughs>
0: yeah. but in no, the third one she just busts it out everyone's like yay sailor moon <laughs> yay for her let's give her our energies and then she wins like i'm, I'm like N- nothing nothing about how she's gonna die because she she busts out the magical moon thing
2: and we mention where they're kind of like half transformed half untransformed how awkward all their poses are
0: Yeah, (laughs) there's there's the ribbons.
2: Yeah. You know, flowing out. They're just like in some really awkward poses. (laughs) But I don't know. I was like, okay, it's not all gold, you know. It's. (laughs) It's, uh, I mean, you can only draw people sitting on the ground so many ways before you start having to get a little weird to make sure no one is sitting the same way. But, um,.
0: (laughs) Also something else that you know that, that Doug reminded me of during when we were finished watching the movie as we were driving home that all these kids were being flown on these airships powered by these fairies
1: they killed the fairies during the <laughs> course of the movie now at the end of the movie they show they at the end of the movie you you are left to before you can even go wait what about all those kids that they kidnapped as the pre- as the setup for the movie? It, it shows it shows them like boarding on like going from their dream coffins on to, back onto the ships and the ships like starting to sail out. Who's controlling those ships?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's controlling those ships? Also, never mind that it also took like multiple like trips back and forth to get all those children. I I'm. I'm just accepting that. I'm just accepting that, that somehow these three ships, which before took multiple, like, trips to carry all these children, are somehow able to fit all these children back onto themselves. Okay, but who's flying these things?
2: <laughs> I, yeah, kind of, a, that, that's, uh... A...
1: I accept that at the very end, like, as... Sailor Moon and, and Chibiusa are saying goodbye to the one fairy boy who like turned good as part of the movie, and is now Chibiusa's boyfriend uh,
0: for the duration of the movie. For the dur- until he's promptly forgotten.
1: Until he's promptly forgotten and never existed in canon. But <laughs> for the duration of the movie, he's now Chibiusa's boyfriend, and and you know he's who got Sailor Moon and Chibiusa safely to shore. But as he's flying off, like like freed from whatever shackles it was that the that sailor black hole had in under. Uh,
0: uh, no, she was, she was using, was it the Black, the black Dream, Dream Hole? Yeah,
1: the Which Black Hole. Which is Dream a terrible
0: hole. name for anything. Never call your thing the Black Dream Hole.
1: <laughs> Never
0: end anything <laughs> in a hole. What, You don't
1: like the Black Dream Hole? Do you? I love the Black Dream Hole.
0: Well, good for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your Black Dream Hole. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't even remember the villain's name in that one. It's,
1: it's something dumb, but I, what... <laughs> I
2: mean, it was basically a recycled Queen Helenia anyways. Well, but, I,
1: mm. I think it was Badadia? Yeah. I, I think it was Lady Badadia! Uh,
2: but, I mean, she really was just basically... Like,
1: bad was the first yeah. part of her name. That's what I remember, is that literally bad was the first part of her name. Uh, But she was basically Sailor Black Hole.
2: Sailor Black Hole.
1: <laughs> well, no. If you looked at her costume, like her costume actually was a modified Sailor Faruku uniform, hmm. and 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 it fits thematically with uh, you know, in in the next in the fifth season of Sailor Moon, is that Sailor Moon Eternity?
2: No, uh, Sailor Moon Sailor Star.
1: Yeah, it's it's Stars like the the bad guy is Sailor Universe.
2: Well, Sailor Galaxia.
1: Yeah, Sailor Galaxia.
2: But yeah, all the bad guys are sailors themselves. You know, they're. Space sailors, except you know. Although she's Galaxia, everyone else kind of abandons the like start are ter- like metal and animal combinations, or you know, it's like.
1: Well.
0: Well, Sailor Moon is clearly very pro-furry. Yeah. I mean, again, yes, Chibi Usa's got you know a Pegasus boyfriend, a birdie boyfriend. <laughs> you know, clearly that is that is you know. She brings all the furry boys to the yard.
2: And Luna's not, you know, so, above a little uh, cross species experimentation, as it turns out. Well, so she.
1: The real bad guy is Sailor Black Hole and her Black Dream Hole, <laughs> that is going that is threatening to consume the entire world between her loins.
0: <laughs> she just wants to put that world in her hole. Yep. There's nothing
2: metaphorical here. Like, I think there isn't. I think it's all just a terrible accident.
0: <laughs> but, man, yeah, but going back to previous point, poor Luna, and she just wants to get with this astronomer, but she can't because she's, quote, just a cat. <laughs> a
2: magical talking cat who's not only super smart, but
0: possibly immortal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: The entire time she's like, I wish I could talk to him or something like that. I'm like, you can, just go. Just go talk
1: just, to him. Just talk, talk to, to him. him.
0: In fact, she almost does at one point. She like, goes, oh, I can't. I have to go meow.
1: Meow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Until the very end where Sailor Moon's like, use the... Use, Crystal power. Okay, while I'm doing that, all right, all right, Luna. Now you're like human for like I don't know, tit, oh, two minutes. Is that all you need? You need yeah, two minutes. <laughs>
1: it's like she goes on this completely unrelated tirade to the snow to the snow bad guy, defeats the snow bad guy, and then just you know, while she's wishing for stuff, she also wishes yeah. that her cat could be a human. If
2: I remember the actual manga story, like the manga story. If I remember, is more just. Luna falls in love with the astronomer guy and gets turned into a human temporarily as, like, a New Year's present or something. And it's like, there's hardly a plot about a monster trying to destroy the world, you know. It's like, no, no, this is about, like, Luna, go get you some of that, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, Sailor Moon makes a New Year's, makes a Sailor Moon wish.
2: Yeah
1: to turn Luna temporarily into the finest piece of ass in that entire show. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: also, you know, because it's an Aokutakushi design, probably, and it's pretty, it's more closely adapted than most of the Sailor's outfits in the original animated series. She also looks like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though I've heard that she's supposed to look younger than Usagi, but I don't know, that's.
1: She doesn't. She looks like an adult.
2: That'd be creepy. So let's not think that. Um.
0: <laughs> well, I think at least as far as the movies concerned, it feels like she has been aged to match. Yeah. Astronomer guy. Yeah. So I. Uh, that's my. At least, head cannon, anyways, I mean,
2: I know she's got kind of a younger sounding voice in the Japanese, but I weirdly still flash back to the deep dub of sailor Moon where Where she's
0: like this super proper old British lady, yeah,
1: <laughs> and
2: that's uh that has colored my mental image of what she would should be like as a human, uh so it's not exactly what we got, but it's like, yeah, no, no, yeah, Sailor Moon, just like, yeah, go get yourself that, <laughs> it's like. <laughs>
1: And then in the end, when, and then in the end, when, uh, and then in the end, when she goes, which her boyfriend, her astronomer boyfriend goes back to, like, her, his astronaut girlfriend, and Luna is just, like, walks sadly back to the group. She looks up, and she sees Artemis, and Artemis is like, oh yeah, baby, <laughs> I'm still the only sentient cat around, sentient immortal cat around.
0: and she's like yeah yeah you are
1: and by next movie they have a kid
2: (laughs) (laughs) who's from the future just like chibiusa so we don't know exactly when they hooked up but you know it's for ordain (laughs) still
1: the only sentient talking cat
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i do recall in the show there's a little brief but where did this talking cat come from from the future Oh, how could that be? Oh, well.
0: <laughs> and I do think that as much as we have bagged on Super S, Super S has my second favorite Moonlight and Setsu montage. Yeah. Because you get to see all the Sailor Scouts as, as cute little girls doing the cute little girl thing. So you get to see, you know, um, Sailor Mercury, like, you know, making, you know, things, cookies with her mom and, Mars is beating up idiot boys. And my favorite part is when uh, Venus, yeah. when she's playing around, acting out all the scenes from the TV.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, that is that is my... Man, I did not realize how much I actually like Venus. <laughs> I forgot how, how she constantly has, you know, she's supposed to be the leader, right? So she constantly has inspirational sayings that she says wrong every time.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And I did feel like the one thing I have to say I felt bad about R was that R's big thing was like, at some point, Flower Boy. I forget his actual name, but we're calling him Flower Boy. I
2: think it's
0: is it Fiore? Fiore. Fiore, yes, yeah, because yeah, it sounds like flower. Um, yeah, Flower Boy. A... He's t- how no one understands how lonely he is. The source they montage to each girl, and how they're lonely, and and this and that. How he does how, they, how he how no one understands what how he's feeling and how. All of them understand how he's feeling. But the big thing for Venus was that everyone's like, man, she kind of looks like Sailor V. <laughs> and it's true, because she is, but the big thing was that, she, well, they don't say in the movies, that Sailor V was a very overall lonely existence. Because she was the only Sailor Senshi mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. And she was constantly looking yeah. for the other ones, and she's been at it the longest time. And if you
2: read the manga, it's a little... Darker on average than Sailor Moon? Like, not super dark. It's still a little girl's comic. But, you know, it's like she loses loved ones and, you know, shit goes
0: down. So, all right. Let us get to some questions from people that are on the internet like you. All right, here we go. Let me get on my phone.
2: People on the internet.
0: All right, well, I'm pulling that up. Actually, what's what's your favorite moment we haven't talked about from the movies, Kevin?
2: Um... Weirdly, uh, the, the, the Super movie where uh, the Tuxedo Mask shows up in Santa Claus.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah He's
2: floating in on a balloon with, like, a reindeer sled, like, hung from a balloon as Santa Claus. Like, the whole ho-ho-ho, Merry Christmas. Then he, like, rips off the Santa costume and his Tuxedo Mask underneath and he goes, And Happy New Year! <laughs> oh, yeah, in the
1: Sailor R movie, Tuxedo Mask is just kind of hanging out like in a window shop
0: and somehow gets from the window sh- in the in the shop to a to a telephone pole <laughs>
1: yeah
0: like he's on top of like street lights and I'm like I'm pretty sure that wasn't that high uh how, how did that even whatever Ikahara, you do
2: you you missed the awkward shot of him shooting up the pole
0: <laughs> no no he's straight up it's 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 he, a continuous he shot and
1: you saw like him flip in the air <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think he just steps onto it. I don't even think there's anything... Jermaine, he just gets there. It was so weird, but... And then, of course, again, the third one, he just sort of shows up in a tree. Yeah. And he almost seems like he's useful, but he's not.
2: Don't be deceived, Sailor Moon. That's not actually a donut. <laughs> that makes sense in context. <laughs> I love Tuxedo you, Mask. God, you're right. I love Tuxedo Mask. He's... He's absolutely useless, but, man, you just you just love him. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what?
0: Props to, to Sailor Moon during the thing where they're trying to convince her to just hang out with, with Mamoru the whole time, and <laughs> it, it flies back to it. She asks a question that he wouldn't answer the first time she asked, and this one's like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm just only here for you, and that's it. She's like, you're not my Mamoru. <laughs> See uh, I'm about to activate some moon crystal power and beat your ass. Yeah. Alright, so Tobias asks, What other anime series-turned-movies do you want to see get theatrical re- releases in the year of our lord,
2: 2018?
1: Zutena. Dury on Ice. <laughs> That's, I don't
2: think
0: of that. I am really looking forward to, it. I need to see if I've got that off, is that a Masakiwasa Wasa movie? Um, oh, something, night, girl, something or other, it's...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're actually getting it here, and it looks oh, really, yeah. really cool, like Walk On Girl or something like that. It's... I don't know. I've read the name of it, but Walk it looks...
1: Walk On Girl, The Night Is Short.
0: Yes. That one. I want to see that one. Hopefully, I will see that one. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we'll awesome cast with that one. it's like it's a Wednesday night, I think. That would be excellent. That doesn't
1: count. I thought we were going to get to see that one, so I, I wasn't...
0: Well, I haven't really paid attention to what anime TV shows have gotten movies lately, so uh, okay. that's the one I've really been excited for, so that's what I'm using. I would just
2: like to see the Utena movie in theaters.
0: That would be cool. Like, like you, you write, you write on that the, one.
2: The Blu-ray looks great, by the way. If you did spring for the ridiculously pricey, uh, container uh, box set.
0: Well, speaking of not that at all, uh, at Bebop Shock, Austin, whose last name um blinks on me, but he was the uh our one of our feature panelists mm-hmm. at Hanacon Anyways, did you see the screenings in English or Japanese? If English, what did you think of the new Vizdub? Okay, so we saw it in Japanese. Yeah, but let me tell you, there were plenty of previews of that dub before the movie started.
1: I also we did see our like a month ago dub the, done in the new Viz dub. Like this time, it was in Japanese, but last time it was in English, and it was good. I liked it.
0: Yeah, I will say like you know uh, I think when Anna and I saw it in in Atlanta, it was subbed. Mm. Yeah. But I think y'all went later, yeah. And it was dubbed. I, I was I wasn't there for that one, but yeah, no, the dub's fine. Um, I we are very very pro Eric Mendez <laughs> here on the Awesome Cast. She does a uh, Uranus, and she's very good at it. So yeah, totally, totally down with the dub. Although I will say, I remember growing up as a young idiot teenager thinking Sailor was stupid, and Kevin's like, no, it's it's good, Basil. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and eventually, I'm like, Oh maybe I'm right. Maybe he's right. And I remember my first time seeing these movies back in the day. I had a choir trip in college uh, to New York City. And at Times Square, there was some random like video game store. And in the back of it they sold bootleg tapes. <laughs> and that's where I bought the three Sailor Moon movies, Shars Counterattack, and Indiviva, because I thought we would never see them in the United States. Well, to be fair, it took a while for some of that. (laughs) And I remember watching these movies, especially R, in Japanese and going, Oh! Oh! This is really good! (laughs) Oh, I'm a snob! That's what it is! I did this in Japanese! Okay, this makes total sense, and ever since then,
1: 100%
0: down Sailor Moon. Mostly, though, in Japanese. Yeah.
1: Well, even Barry, when he was watching... Barry doesn't generally like this sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> I believe when I showed him... I, I believe uh, w- when I showed him uh, the Utena movie, he got actively angry that he had sat through <laughs> that whole yeah. movie and watched it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he really does not like that movie for some reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Girly, mo- girly movies with a lot of symbology are not really Barry's thing. <laughs> no. But Barry liked these movies. He 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 didn't like love them or anything, but you know he's had them going. Yeah, I can see how this is like heroin for a little girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did like the su- he did like S more than R though. So yeah, take yeah. that as fair what you I will. I think he's just not an Ikuhara guy, and that's. Which brings me to. Alan Mendez is at RT. His first question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how Kunihiko Ikuhara was Taylor are R the movie? Um, I'll give it a solid 7.
1: I'll give it a solid R. R.
2: I was going to say 8 off the top of my head, but I mean, it's not as Ikuhara as he can be.
0: Because they're not giving him free reign, but... It's true because... It he could have been more Ikuhara. Because he pretty much wanted just a uranus and net two movie for s
2: yeah that's he pitched that idea for s and they were like no let's not do that and so he made utana
0: so uh, yeah i like to think like well how about a tv show instead and he went okay i'll do my own tv show that sounds great and it was it was called utana it was amazing to watch it
1: but it was pretty yeah oh yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's like if you've watched more than
2: one ikuhara show you will see hallmarks um (laughs)
0: All right. His second question is: How many furries did Sailor Moon S, the movie, uh, give birth to?
2: Not as many as Wolf Children or Summer Wars. <laughs> well, I
1: don't know that it gave birth to any uh, furries, but I do think it, it. I do think the ones that already existed, it validated them. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, and then Tobias comes in with a home stretch of a bunch of awesome ones. Of course, he is at Reverend Underscore Tobias. Which Sailor Scout do you think makes the best burger?
2: I just kind of have to assume Jupiter. Yeah, I have to go uh, down Jupiter.
0: Yeah. I mean Mars could get that, you know, flame grilled action going on. <laughs> yeah. Alright, here's a here's a here's a good one. What crossover would you like to see Sailor Moon paired with?
2: Rutena. <laughs> I mean Uranus and Neptune, Utaina and Anthony, on a drunken bender one Saturday night. And who knows where that night's going to go. That's my pitch. <laughs> I feel...
0: Short answer, Love life. Long answer. <laughs> we don't... I have not seen with Crystal, anyways, any real good sets of, like, image songs. You know, one of my favorite things for the holidays is to listen to the Sailor Moon Christmas albums. Yeah. Because... When Sailor Moon Sings, when the saints go marching in, it's the best thing ever.
2: It <laughs> kind of is.
0: <laughs> Side out, Anna, use that song to end this episode with. Um, I would love to see a new set. What would be the best way to do it? Cross the mode of love life. Get some idol songs out, Sailor Moon idol songs out of it.
2: Although Season 3 of Crystal has, like, the multiple different endings themes. And one's like a Earth and Neptune duet. One's like a Tuxedo Mask song. And one's like a Chibiusa and Hotaru thing.
1: Right? I like to see it and Ke- Sailor Moon and Kakaishi.
0: <laughs> Man. That'd be interesting. Haven't heard least. of Kekaisi in a while. Yeah. yeah. That'd but, be interesting, yeah, at least.
1: Think about it. It would be super interesting. <laughs>
0: It's true. Once again, Awesome Cast and Reverse These were the only podcasts that are exist. Remember Kakashi exists and that you should exi- that you should totally get into it. Man, it's a good show and a good manga. <laughs> All right. Pretend Usagi or any other scout is a JoJo. Describe <laughs> their stand. <laughs> uh,
2: am I... Am I cheating if I'm pretty sure Haruka's is called Lesbian Seagull?
0: Um. All right, cool, that's fine. Um, <laughs> like I feel like like Venus should have some sort of like rock star or like something super glamorous. <laughs> like for hers, like Mars. I, I feel like her ravens should be like gigantic like fire ravens.
1: Ooh, that would be cool.
0: Yeah. All right, well, I just did two. Kevin, you did two. <laughs> I did one. Fine, do uh, one more. Uh, uh let's see
1: um hotaru's sailor saturn's is a is is a firefly and it's it's like a giant firefly and you don't think that's that's creepy until the light comes on and everything just goes black all around you
2: (laughs) i mean it's pretty close to what she actually does but uh (laughs) neptune like neptune's would be holy diver and it would just, like, flood her surroundings and just, like... doesn't matter if there's anything to hold in the water. The, the surroundings would just become flooded and you'd be trapped underwater.
0: <laughs> All right. Speaking of crossovers, everyone remembers the Super Nintendo beat up Sailor Moon game. You do? Uh... Um, I mean, theoretically, I've, seen, I've watched YouTube videos lately. And yeah. I've, got, I've got it on my super analog NT. Anyways, um, if you were given the reins to do a Sailor Moon video game today what kind would it be? RPG. Party-based RPG. Four to six members. Five. At least five
2: members so you can have the whole core group.
1: I don't know. I think Sailor Moon is actually pretty predisposed towards like a beat up game.
2: That could work, certainly.
1: Because you you got so many different characters. They've, got, they've all got their different moves, but they're all kind of the same.
0: Sailor so,
2: Moon announced for Smash Brothers.
0: <laughs> that would be good. Now, of course, nowadays, if it's a modern video game,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It would be by Namco Bandai um, or Omega Force. So it would either a be Dynasty Warrior, Dynasty Warriors Sailor Moon, or Dynasty Senshi Sailor Moon.
2: <laughs> that would be interesting in some ways.
0: Or a One Piece slash Naruto slash Dragon Ball style fighting game, but that's more of a 3D arena style running around fighting game. Oh, like that would be the two. If like if they were actually made today, that's what we would get.
2: Yeah, I'd still. Would like an RPG. That's but,
0: because you were really like RPGs, Kevin.
2: I mean, I actually do remember there was a Super NES RPG. It was like a
0: second story or after story yeah. or something it like was, that. It was...
2: I'm going to be totally well, Another fair. story. Yeah. It's called Another Story. i be totally fair. It was not a great RPG. It was not bad. But it was uh, It was fine. And I liked the various little combination attacks you could unlock between the different characters, which uh, did sort of reward you for mixing up your lineup a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. One of these days, I think if I ever can properly get into streaming like I want to, like I've got a Super Analog NT right now, right, and it's easily enough jailbroken so that one could play ROMs of anything Super Nintendo-wise. Yeah. So I want to get a hold of an Elgato, you know, plug that into my Super, you know, Super Analog NT, and I want to play some of these old RPG games that have been fan translated that no one ever has really looked at before unless you were around when they were getting fans translated. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. But just think,
2: they live in an RPG, but like with the depth of a persona game.
0: So what would their personas be, Kevin? Just, just yeah. like their stands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Like the persona guys are not shy about that. They admit that it's pretty much just, they were ripping off Jojo. Um, <laughs> and that's fine.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> Well, in the end, as long as it's on Switch, I'm down. Yeah, there you go. All right, folks, I think that's. I think we're good. So, yeah, Sailor Moon, three movies. They're all watchable, but the first one especially so. First one most watchable. All right, so three different movies, but as a set, how many awesomes out of awesome?
2: Three outer senshi getting coffee just for giggles awesome.
0: All right.
1: Nine sailor senshi of awesome. <laughs> Out of Awesome.
0: Yeah! I'm going to give it one Ikahara of a good time. Because that's so an R as Ikahara. Arr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get me. it. I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. Out of Awesome. Thanks, folks, for listening to The Awesome Cast. Uh, we're a production of The Awesome Cast. Produced and edited by Anna, my wonderful wife. Our theme song was made by DJ Inabito. You can find us at awesomecast.com. Uh, you can find our RSS feed, which you can plug into any podcatcher of your choice, including iTunes. One day we're going to get back on there. But uh, please, uh, we're on Facebook, technically, although we don't really use it anymore. Uh, if you do use it, let me know, and I'll make sure we start ed- updating it again. But you can find us on Twitter at AwesomeCast. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at it's Basil Time. You can find Kevin on Twitter at Twitless underscore Kevin. You cannot find Douglas on Twitter, but... You can find Douglas on Redbubble. Yeah. Which is what, at... Uh, it's at redbubble.com slash...
1: Umitsu.
0: Umitsu? Yeah. Where uh, Douglas is an amazing artist. He's been doing some awesome designs. Get an awesome rainbow-themed phone case for your phone. It's all the colors that you would need in the rainbow, including the ones that make up the Sailor Senji team. So yeah, we'll talk to you next time, here on The Awesome Cast. <laughs> I was, I was I was hoping for an air horn, like a cool like, boop, 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 boop. but that did not, that no, did not go. No, it didn't. That that, that did not work at all. No.